Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the latest and greatest episode of Game Rivals. I'm one of your hosts, Maximilian X, and as always with me is the one, the only, the Slytherin to my Gryffindor, Sean Templar. How are you going, Sean? <laughs> uh, I'm okay. I got COVID. I'm surviving, but I'm anything but Slytherin, so I'm no sneaky What are you, Hufflepuff? And... No, no. If I was a Jude, I'd definitely be Gryffindor. Hufflepuff. <laughs> if somebody's a Hufflepuff, you're a Hufflepuff, man. Come on. <laughs> I don't know. I guess. I guess we'll find out when uh, when I finally put on the uh, sorting hat. Yeah. On your um. <laughs> I. We'll get into that though. Yeah. We'll get into that. But uh, yeah, it's been uh, it's it's been quite a ride for you, hasn't it? This past couple of past couple of days, week. Yeah, I mean, I got tested positive for COVID on Monday because I was uh, I woke up with a sore throat and a runny nose. I was like, okay, let me just go get tested. And then as the day progressed, I got worse and worse. I'm like, yeah, I think I got COVID. And then I got my results that evening and it was a positive test for COVID. I'm like, yeah, I can finally join the club after two years. Ah. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's been like a roller coaster the last few days, like feeling better, feeling worse, feeling better, feeling worse. Um, but I'm finally, I think I'm finally getting over it. Uh, I have like a few like coughs and runny noses left. Mm. Uh, but besides that, it's going in the right direction. So That's good. That's good. Glad to hear that. Yeah, Shit is real, people. It's not, I uh, didn't experience it as intensely as you heard on the news, but shit is real. Just go and be careful, you know. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, but uh, COVID aside, the world still keeps going on, and gaming will do what gaming does best, and that is deliver a lot of news. There's so much to cover, and we can't cover it all, but just let's start with what we've already been teasing at the beginning. Hogwarts Legacy. Yes. That, uh, find, that, that one is super weird on uh, so many levels that we finally got more information. Because it was a state of play of all things. Yeah. And it's not a Sony exclusive. And they didn't announce any they didn't announce anything Sony specific. Yeah. So we are not a hundred percent sure why this was the case, how Sony got the exclusive to present Hogwarts Legacy, but here we are. Um what did you think of it? I think it was I mean, like, when it got announced two years ago, I thought this game is never going to come out next year. And then <laughs> they pushed it last year to this year, but it's coming this holiday season. Um, mm. It looks really cool. It looks really interesting because it's set, like, 200 years or something like that before uh, the Harry Potter uh, things. Ish, yeah, yeah. It takes place in the late 1800s, they said, like, yeah. specifically the late 1800s, and, uh, which, may, which I'm okay with. I'm happy with that. Yeah, and... Uh, um yeah i mean like they showed a lot of stuff in the state of play and it kind of feels like a bit overwhelming with the amount of stuff they have it felt like and we have this and we have that and we're doing this and we have this feature and that feature and blah blah blah, and blah. I'm like whoa you're just adding so much stuff to it and it's it's this massive open world game so that's really cool um but it just feels so strange because they're like feature bombing you and like ah and i'm like okay but you know, just show us like a vertical slice, you know, show us something that we can kind of relate to this and kind of see like how all these mechanics and features play out 
instead of just saying going over Winfrey mode and saying like oh and this and that and this and that. I'm like yeah okay just because a lot of people I've been checking online a lot of people are like yeah it feels a bit off that they're doing that. It's like almost like they have something to hide or something. And I'm like I cannot imagine they have something to hide. It's just that the game was so silent for a long time and that they're probably just want to make a splash when they announce it and maybe the reason that that it was done through a state of play is that you know sometimes the games don't have exclusive content or rights but they get like the exclusive on marketing for some games so microsoft does this with battlefield for example or with the division with a lot of ubisoft games and sony has that with other games like the call of duty games or with uh, destiny so maybe this is like that the marketing rights are, are exclusive to sony so that People think like, oh, okay, PlayStation is the best place to play this, even though it's coming to like almost all the platforms out there, even to the Switch, which mm. nobody expected. Okay, yeah, oh, yeah, sheesh. I mean, if you saw the if you saw the the, the state of play and you're seeing all the particle effects and stuff like that going on, it's like, wait, that that's coming to Switch, really? Okay, it won't be um, pretty. I could tell you because we saw the PS5 version, but. Uh... The only thing that I can imagine is that it's a cloud version and they just haven't said that it's a cloud version. Yeah, I was thinking that as well because I I, I don't want to take a take insult to the Switch because people know that I make fun of the Switch, but but I like my Switch. You make a lot of fun of the Switch. I make a lot of fun of the Switch, <laughs> I know. But like honestly, I have a Switch. I like my Switch. I don't use it as often as my PS5 because I'm I like Sony games more, but and I hate to make this comparison. But if it is a native version of the Switch, I am really afraid, or at least that's kind of the feeling I'm getting from all of this, is like, and the comparison might be bad, but it's how it feels like that if you play the Switch version, it's going to be like a PSP version. Like back in the day when the PSP got games, sometimes the PSP version was a unique game on its own, and sometimes it was just like a really ugly looking rip of the main game on the console. And it's not that they don't want to, but I think it's literally that they're running into hardware limitations with the Switch at this point. Because, you know, I I honestly don't think mobile uh, architectures are as as um, flexible as like a PC uh, architectures, whereas you can easily make games on a Xbox One and on a, on a PS4 for 10 years, because we're getting to that mark. And the games will keep on looking better and better and, and stuff like that. Whereas with the mobile architecture, it's just completely different because you have thermals and batteries you have to keep in mind. Plus, it's a mobile CPU. You know, it is, there's a power constraint. So in this case, it feels like the idea behind the Switch is still really cool that you can take gaming on the go. But the fact that a lot of games are... You see it with Pokemon. Like People are like, yeah, but the game is not open world or the game doesn't look as pretty as we thought it would. I think like we're going to get to the point where a lot of games are going to look less on the Switch. And that's not because people don't put the time and attention into it, but that's really because of hardware limitations. And it will put more pressure on Nintendo to come up with something new. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I don't disagree with any of that. Um but yeah, like I said, the odds of it being a cloud version is pretty high, um, in my opinion. Yeah. If they do try to do a one-to-one -on -one thing, I'm super worried. The most unlikely thing I uh, that they will do is have a bespoke Switch version, which is what I would go for. Like, yeah. if they made a bespoke Switch version, like, yo, 
that's cool. Because they made, like, remember back when they did the Ghostbusters, the video game? Yeah. And you had, like, the PlayStation 3 and the, and the Xbox and the PC version? Yeah. And then you had the Wii version, which was its, was like, a very bespoke version of Ghostbusters, which is kind of sad because that one is lost to time now. Because unless you have, like, the disc, you can't find that version of the Ghostbusters video game. Yeah. And that one takes the strength of the Wii, you know, uses the motion control, uses the pointer. Um, the, the, the the visuals are more in tune with the, not with the movie, but with the real Ghostbusters. Yeah. It's kind of like more like that. And I kind of miss that approach to video game design, um, like per system. Yeah. I know it costs more because you have to make a very specific version and you have to get a specific team to make that version yeah but like the switch but, is sold but it's over a some... hundred million so i mean it is you would say it is worth the investment because oh it's definitely worth yeah. the investment people are actually buying games on switch now yeah so like there's this unlike huge, with we exactly so there's like this huge basically untapped market that's being dominated by mostly indie games and well let's face it a few triple a studios like nintendo and a couple from japan but like for the western developer community it's doesn't have a big presence there and usually if if a third party western publisher does something they do a piss poor job of it i mean look at fifa and whereas the idea don't of, even get me started on yeah, FIFA. But like the idea on fifa on the go would be amazing like the same with G- it is amazing yeah but they haven't touched that game since 2018, I know. I know. 2019. But the same for GTA. So like GTA on the go. And I remember that you got excited because you said like, hey, this is yeah. GTA on the go. So you would expect them to put all the resources in it to make a proper GTA. I mean, heck, The Witcher is even on the Switch. It's not the prettiest version out there. But like, if you But can, it's running better than GTA. <laughs> that's plus if you don't have a PS4 or another console... And the switch is your only one. It is your. It is in a way uh, a possibility to experience The Witcher. You know, so yeah. I mean, yeah. It's easy for us. We're not developers, but I mean, I would definitely buy more on my Switch if they actually made an effort to uh, make the spoke switch version. Because it. I mean, like you know, that's. Yeah, just do it. It's easy to set that yeah. done, but you know, there's a lot of money to be made from it. No, definitely, yeah. If you do it right, you definitely will get a lot of sales out of it. You'd at the very least get the critical acclaim from it. Yeah. Um, I mean, look at uh, Doom and Doom Eternal. Yeah. I mean, they're not the best versions, but in terms of a Switch part, they are flipping amazing. Yeah, definitely. And I'm not even like a first-person shooter fan, so... <laughs> yeah. That, that's why I'm really hoping like that if Nintendo does either a Switch Pro or a follow-up to the Switch, whatever it's going to be, like, I feel like it from a power point of view, it needs to be like a graphical leap in where it comes either really close to what we have now from the, the Series X and the PS5, or maybe even surpass it a little bit because it, it needs that to fill the gap to stay competitive. Otherwise... You'll get the. It almost feels like they'll go to something which is a little bit more stronger than the PS4 and the Xbox One. But I'm like, yeah, okay, but we're we're past that point. We need you to 
even though you're doing your own thing and you're in your own market and blah, 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 which are super cool things to shout out, which sometimes doesn't really mean anything. But like, <laughs> you need to kind of like get close to the other guys, you know, because the switch is at least for, for, for me and for a lot of people for I hear is it's a secondary system. You have your PS5s and your Xboxes as your main console and you buy your switch as an extra and i know for you it's the other way around but i mean like if it's an extra for me i really want cool games to play on it so it you know gives me these unique experiences but it also needs to look the part yeah for sure <coughs> okay yeah yeah, it's just <laughs> yeah i mean i yeah again i do agree with that i know that's done for most people um the switch is not their primary console um, and that's absolutely fine. You know, yeah. How you play your consoles is how you do it. Yeah. Um, and I do feel that because at least the recent comments from the the president of Nintendo is that the Switch is halfway through its life cycle. I don't believe that. Um, to be fair, that means that the Switch, they that doesn't mean that this is going to be it. They could still iterate on the Switch and still call it the Switch. Yeah. Um, so I guess we'll just have to wait and see until that time. Um, I, I but, really you know, believe it's, if it wasn't a mobile processor, they wouldn't have to deal with that part. Maybe, maybe not. I mean, I guess, I don't know. Yeah. Who knows, right? Um but speaking of knowing of stuff, one thing that we did know, but is now official, Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League, yeah. is officially delayed till 2023. Yeah. Before, it was rumored. Yeah. Yeah. And now it's been officially announced by uh, Rocksteady. Rocksteady. Yeah. To be fair, I, I didn't believe that game was going to come out this year because it would be really weird if they brought it out this year because then it would cannibalize gotham knights because that one's also coming out this year so it doesn't make mm -hmm. sense to have two dc games in the same year plus well they were both supposed to come out last year yeah i know but and then it both that, got delayed till this year but even that like it, it doesn't feel logical to have two dc games in the same year either then you have to spread them out and say like you'll do one at the beginning of the year and one at the end of the year but we all knew that the gotham knights was uh when they announced it was coming out in October of this year, I'm like, yeah, but Suicide Squad is nowhere near an earlier release. It's only going to be later. So, you know. Mm, I mean, yeah, but also, I don't see like they're the same type of game. I mean, they're definitely not written the same. They're both um, superhero games. Kind, kind of, sort of, <laughs> right? Because they're not. Joe uh, would see it. It's like, oh, they're both superheroes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, sure. Yeah, yeah. Um. Eh, I mean, yeah. I guess we'll see until twenty twenty three. I'm looking forward to it more in the sense of I'm curious what it's gonna be like. Yeah, because it's been almost ten years since Rocksteady brought out a uh, a game since. Arkham Knight. Yeah. Did that one come to the Switch or was it the other Arkham games? No, no, I don't think they haven't done like a collection, have they? 
They did like have they done a collection of the Arkham Asylum and the Arkham City, but I don't know if they brought it out on Switch. They did it on the PS4 and the Xbox. No, it's not on Switch. No. Oh, I thought which it was is on really funny because there is a Wii U version of Arkham City, which is actually really good. Um, I, it was buggy when it first released, but it was actually really good. I have it on my Wii U. Really? I, I thought Arkham that City was days. out and Arkham Asylum was on Switch, or was it rumored? No, Asylum did never came out. Never. Asylum never came out on a Nintendo system. Um, it was only City. Oh, it was leaked. So uh, that's what, like, I think last month there was a French retailer. That's why I thought it was. There was a French mm-hmm. retailer that leaked out that there is a collection coming to the Switch, which has all three games, Arkham Knight, uh, Arkham City, Arkham Asylum, and Arkham Knight. And it would be, the placeholder date was August 31 of this year. Ooh, okay, then maybe E3? Uh, yeah, because the Arkham Collection came out in 2018 for the PS4 and the Xbox One uh, and the PC, so. I mean, stranger things have happened. Yeah, it could be like a way for people to get people excited for the in the mood for Arca, for Gotham Knights, which is coming out a couple of months later, so it wouldn't be weird if they did it. Right. No, yeah, I mean no, but also it would be weird if they did, since our Gotham Knights is not coming to Switch. Is it not? Is it? I don't know. Maybe like a cloud version or something. If, um, it feels I'm like sure that if it was come to if it was coming to Switch, people would have heard about it oh, already. Okay. I feel like everything's possible with the cloud version, but that's not always the best way to play something. Yeah. No kidding. Uh, no, but, uh, you know, what is the best way to play before I do that? Because we're talking on the topic of cloud gaming, keep your, put a pin in it. Don't forget it. Okay. Microsoft created a new division that is solely going to focus on cloud-based games. Well, okay. That makes sense because of, um, Xbox cloud gaming. Yeah. It was announced, uh, I think yesterday or the day before. And um, Hmm. it's going to be led by Kim Swift, who previously worked at Valve. And after that, she went to work at Stadia. So it's a pretty um, obvious hire. Why does that name sound familiar? I have no idea. But uh, she worked on Portal and Left 4 Dead at uh, Valve. Thank you. That's why her name sounds familiar. Yeah. And um, so she went to Stadia, of course. And uh, um, now she's the head of the Xbox Game Studios division. And they're going to focus on publishing cloud-native Okay. Yeah. I hope they run better than the ones that are not native. I haven't <laughs> tried any of the cloud gaming stuff that It's I not bad. Like I recently tried Skate 3. Yeah. It's not bad. But it's not there yet. Let me put it this way, it's not GeForce now. Is GeForce now that bad that much better? No, I mean, when it's really working, when it's stable, yeah. heck yeah. If you have a wired connection, mm, okay. pristine. Well, uh, getting... Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi is challenging because then yeah. you have to deal with your Wi-Fi, okay. your home Wi-Fi. So it's not GeForce Now's fault. Okay. You just have to make sure that your Wi-Fi is stable. I'm getting fiberglass <laughs> internet next week, so uh, or in two <gasps> weeks. So uh, I'll give it a spin. Yeah, finally, so it's happening. Cool. <laughs> and the funny thing is I'm going to pay st- less for faster internet. I'm, I'm going to pay less than what I'm paying now, and I'm going to get a gigabyte up and down, whereas now I have 
theoretically 500 mbit down but i get like 300 and my up is like 50 so uploading a youtube video will be like super fast finally nice yeah. oh you lucky yeah oh by the way um gotham knight's not coming to switch oh so. okay that's a bummer just check the website yeah. just check the website to be sure yeah um yeah speaking of stuff to be sure of is are we sure that we are ready for a new Witcher? Because uh, they the, announced a new Witcher. I knew. I know it's not coming out anytime soon. Yeah, and it's gonna use Unreal Engine Five. See, and it's a partnership with Epic. They haven't said that the PC version of this game will be an Epic exclusive, but it's way too early. Yeah, for that kind of talk. Yeah, because doesn't mean it can't be the case. They're also still working on the Witcher Three next gen update, which I'm personally isn't that supposed to come out super soon? I hope so, because I'm really looking forward to it. Because I never finished The Witcher Three, so I've been like, as soon I think they announced this update two years ago, and I'm like, I'm still waiting for this update. Well, they messed up a game so bad that everything got delayed. So yeah, yeah. I'm still surprised that they already put out the next gen update for Cyberpunk. Um, Cyberpunk. But, but yeah, gotta remember, me. Cyberpunk came out in December 2020, and they eventually last year, like I think halfway through the year, they just stopped doing updates for Cyberpunk, and this is the first big update. So like, they probably took six months to just work on the next gen version, which is something they should have done from the start. But hey, you know how it is. Hmm. And even then, like the ray tracing is like I think only on shadows. Uh, Super weird. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, like I remember back then that even the Stadia version was considered one of the best versions to play. It was the way considered to play. Yeah, which is just crazy. I mean, yeah. It makes it even sadder because Stadia is pretty much well dead again. So. Yeah, but let's not dig up that old horse. No, let's not, let's not, let's not. But, um, let's, uh, speaking of digging up stuff that is dead, um, there's a new game, uh, Game Buster, Ghostbusters <laughs> game, uh, that was announced, yeah. which is going to be a 4v1, uh, first person shooter battle against spooks, specters, and ghosts. Yeah. Uh, it's, I think it's called Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed. Yeah, it's made by the uh, same studio that did the Predator game that came out a while back. On and PS4. Friday the 13th. Yeah. Yeah. Which, like, the Predator game was not good, but Friday the 13th was. Yeah. But because of licensing, they couldn't work on the game anymore. Um, yeah. Which kind of really sucks, because they didn't get the licensing correct. And that's why they... Because they got, like, sued over it or something. Or sent a cease and desist. So they oh, they literally couldn't work on the game anymore. Which really sucked, and then they got the license to do the Predator game, and yeah. that wasn't as good. But you know, what I the think the is problem with... is more with the license; it doesn't work for the the kind of game that they made with Predator Thirteen. You know, the thing is with, but it's my feeling, is that a lot of these type of games usually have like this multiplayer where it's the humans versus the monsters or the aliens. And mm-hmm. but and again, this is only my feeling, but I feel that that type of multiplayer never works because 
it's always that like one side is either cooler to play with than the other side so people always want that side or it's there's like this unbalance in which that it just doesn't compare like one side has firearms and the other side has it's the same with like left for dead multiplayer or back for blood dead by daylight would probably beg to differ though because that one that one usurped friday the 13th even though it came out after and it does literally the same thing that friday the 13th does yeah but it uses it they have like licensed characters but they're mostly dlc characters but it mostly uses like unique um spooky spooky characters of uh of their own creation but they do have license like i think jason is one of i think jason no not sorry not jason um uh what's it called again i think like they have a bunch of yeah like horror like horror characters that you can be um, both licensed and original creation i mean i mean it's the same it's the same kind of like game design yeah that's 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 the thing i can think of that actually works because you know it's but there i would say like it's cool to play as both sides because both sides offer something unique Whereas with something like Predator, I'm like, yeah, you make it really sound unique, but I'm not convinced by it. And the same goes for stuff like Back for Blood. I'm like, no, man. In zombie games, you want to be the guy that grabs the gun and blows the zombie's brains out. You don't want to be the zombie that has rechargeable abilities or something like that, you know, because they need yeah. to do that. Otherwise, you're too overpowered. So like with those type, with those 4v1 or whatever type of multiplayer games, Nine out of ten times, I would say like meh. And then the day, uh, Dead by Daylight is the exception on the rule. Mm, that, that's why I'm not the, excited for the Ghostbusters games. I'm like, yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess we'll see. I'm not also not that if hot it's like on it. PvE, I mean, it looks it's cool because then it's it like looks co-op. fine. Yeah, like from the trailer and the screenshots, it looks fine. Um. I mean, you get to use like all the Ghostbusters equipment, you know, like proton packs, you know, particle towers, ghost traps, PKE meters, stuff, stuff like that. That's uh, that that's okay. Mm, I don't know. We'll see. Um, yeah. We'll see. Yeah. You know what? We might we might also see. Finally, Sony making its move. Yeah. Uh, it it's yeah. Gonna, it made a, another one this week, and it's gonna make another one next week. So. Yeah. Actually, yeah, Sony is making moves. I yeah. mean, we got the uh, I mean, you got you were right with your prediction by the way. With uh with uh, with uh Jade Raymond's Haven Studio being bought by Sony. Yeah. Which is kind of interesting because they started off investing in the studio. The studio still hasn't put anything out and then now they're like, "Okay, we're just going to buy it outright." And it's like, "Well, why didn't you just buy it outright, you know?" Yeah, but I think I think that's what I mentioned. Like it's maybe that they're doing this wait and see approach in which they kind of want to be sure that the studio they I think it's like But the studio still hasn't put anything out. So what was the point of the wait and see? Well, well probably that the, the whatever they showed internally has either promise or it fits into Sony's overall strategy. Because Sony has said, uh, I think it's Herman Hulse that said it, that they're not going to step away from the single player experiences people are used to from Sony. But Sony hasn't done, uh, doesn't got, hasn't a lot of games that are like with the live servants element. And between now and twenty twenty six, I believe they're gonna come out with ten live service games. They've said so. Um, mm. They have a few in development, and 
I mean, like live service games have a hit and miss reputation. Some leave a bad taste in your mouth, like uh, FIFA Ultimate Team or Ugh. some of the Ubisoft games, you know. But um, I'd say like maybe something like a Destiny or I personally like The Division. That's not a live service that really forces stuff on you. That's more mm. like you can buy the expansion if you want. If you don't want to, you can still play the game. You can buy the cosmetics if you want. You don't have to. So it's more like player choice. And I think for Sony, there's going to be some missteps because that's happening now with Gran Turismo. But, I mean, you got to be honest, if they don't make the missteps, they don't know. It's the same like with Halo Infinite. I mean, I don't know if this, it's fixed, but the battle pass is super grindy. So, like, that's also, like, a misstep for them. But they need to learn from it. You kind of need to make mistakes first to learn how to do a proper live game. You can't just, people can't expect you to do it right the first time. And I mean, that's why they bought Bungie. Exactly. It's to get the experience. Yeah. 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 And um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they also bought Deviation Games, the 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 former shooter Call of Duty studio that uh, personally I think had the worst review ever because they did like the review last year during opening night live for games. Oh, Club, right. And they were I like, keep forgetting their name. It's like this super innovative game. Like, you don't have to. This is not an elevator pitch to the audience. We just want to know what your game is about, you know. But like, we strive for innovation. We're gonna do super innovative stuff. Like, we don't care. We just want to see what you're working on. You don't have to wow us because you're gonna get our money anyway if you bring out something cool. You know, it's not like we have a million to give you up front. But if you make a good game, we'll give you sixty bucks each. You know, that studio is. So cool. <laughs> but they're working on a multiplayer sh- uh, live service, so like that again yeah. is like a potential for Sony to buy. Um, apparently, there's even I don't know if it's true, but there are rumors that there's even a live service game in development in Guerrilla, so maybe that could be like that SoCal game that's been rumored for a while. Mm, that's a that's a possibility. Yeah. Um. But also a possibility is that next week, uh, maybe by the time that this episode has been live, or maybe not, or maybe afterwards, who knows, we will know finally what that uh, rumored uh, Game Pass competitor is from Sony. Yeah. Codename Spartacus. Seriously, what, what's with that stupid code name? It's there? weird. I'm Spartacus. No, I'm Spartacus. Yeah. It's, uh... no, it's weird how I say it. Yeah. Spartacus. Please don't. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's a rumor. So uh, Bloomberg got some documents in hand that that's talking about the service, and mm-hmm. it's like all the information so far has always pointed in the same direction that it will be a multi-tiered service consisting of three tiers, and the first tier will be your basic PlayStation Plus that is like what people have now, and then. Uh, the second tier will be like game uh, streaming and stuff like that. And this, oh no, that's the third tier. And the second tier will be like certain games or discounts or whatnot. Um, apparently mm-hmm. now they will add blockbuster titles, recent ones, instead of oh. uh, older stuff. Um, but for okay. some reason, they're mentioning that God of War Ragnarok will not be part of the service. But that's like a one outlier. So I'm like, oh, okay, that's weird. Mm. But they said that recent games will be part of it instead of uh, just like older games. Better. Yeah. Better. I mean, you, Better. You, but you can't. 
you can't you can't you kind of can't do it yeah, with, when your competitor is doing it right yeah. like they, they've they've essentially backed you into a corner and they're double dog daring you to do it yeah and if you don't do it it's like oh yeah well we win still because you're offering an inferior yeah. service at that point yeah. like who would seriously use it then i mean yeah wait uh playstation now is available on like pc right uh yes and this will be part of PlayStation Now. Will be PlayStation part of Now, this yeah. Game Pass, uh, this. yeah. So that would that's actually good, yeah. Yeah, it's a mix between PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now, and then um, because PlayStation Now also offers uh, PS4 games that you can download those and just play them offline. So I think that's yep. kind of like the the element that will they'll just add PS5 games, and there's rumors that they'll add PS1, 2, and 3 and PSP games to the service. Um, I mean, like from a content um, point of view, it Sony could have a unique po position because they can offer a lot of games from their back catalog of of like mm -hmm. generations of games. It's just that like, are people waiting for it? Plus, you kind of have to nail the the new games coming out as well. You can't do like this retro Game Pass competitor because people are like, well, we don't care about. It. Okay, some people will, but a lot of people are like. <laughs> Yo, but where's the new game? I want to play uh, Returnal, or I want to play uh, uh, Horizon Forbidden West. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if they if they for some reason put out Xenogears on uh, on this service and Brave Fans from Musashi, to me it would be the best service ever. Um, as a JRPG fan who um, looks at like the resale market of these kind of games and kind of has to cry in a corner because it's so flipping expensive. Yeah. Thank you, eBay. Um, I am kind of, I'm really curious. I'm not saying I'm excited. I am absolutely curious what this is going to be like, what the final name is going to be, because that is a stupid uh, project name, but that's because it's a project name. They've had um, I am inclined. I am inclined to believe this rumor because it is by, of course, Jason Schreier and uh, Takashi Mo, uh, Mochizuki, and uh, they tend to be on the ball um, yeah. when it comes to like these kind of these kind of rumors. And uh, I mean, it's not speculations because we already were aware that they were doing something like that. I think they'll um, do it in the form of a state of play, probably, or maybe uh, they could even do like it's something simple as a PlayStation blog announcement. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, actually, that's a good point. They probably might just do a PlayStation blog yeah, out of the blue, like bam, and it's there. Yeah, I mean, if they do, um, we'll try and like talk about it as soon as possible instead of waiting for the next episode to come around. So look forward to that. Yeah. Um. Speaking of looking forward to, I am actually looking forward to picking up a very, very nice game um, called Kirby and the Forgotten Land. And apparently a lot of people are, or at least a lot of critics, are really, really, really recommending Kirby and the Forgotten Lands, Kirby's first 3D outing, um, because it's been scoring actually pretty, pretty good. Um, if you go to Open Critic, it sits at uh, 85 average with 93% of critics recommending it, which is actually pretty big because the last couple of Kirby games have not been that well regarded. Um, the last game was Kirby Star Allies on Switch, and that was, for a lot of people, it felt way too samey and safe, um, even though it was a game that was supposed to celebrate the 25th anniversary of Kirby. Um, people feel like 
for the 30th anniversary, this is like a way better celebration of like the Kirby franchise, especially since Kirby has never been in 3D before. At most, it's been only 2.5D. And the last really good Kirby game, at least according to, again, critics, was Planet Robobot on the 3DS, which I did not pick up. Not because I don't like it, but at that time, there were so many games I was playing on the 3DS, I did not have time to pick up Planet Robobot. And I still kind of regret it. I do need to find find either a physical copy or download it digitally on the eShop before that goes down. Um, Because I still do want to experience that game. But yeah, it's doing well. I mean, I played the demo. The the demo played really well. The game looks really good. Um, Even even, uh, Digital Foundries was like, yeah, this game looks actually really solid. The only thing that's kind of disappointing that it's running at 30 frames per second instead of 60. But honestly, who cares? It's a platformer. You don't necessarily need the 60. um, Unless you really... I mean, the only plus side is that it looks good. So... Um, so yeah, I'm definitely picking that up. Of course, um, this is uh, this this the February ended on a high note. March was kind of a bit of a slow burn uh, in terms of releases. I mean, we got Stranger in Stranger of Paradise, Final Fantasy Origin, and Babylon's Fall. Okay. Um, at least next month, we're getting, at least for the JRPG fans, we're getting Chrono Cross Radical Dreamer Collection. I'm so excited for that one as well. Um, yeah. Because I've never played Chrono Cross before. Uh, I have played Chrono Trigger many times, but never Chrono Cross. And it does come with the um, uh, visual novel uh, story that takes place between Chrono Trigger and Chrono Cross called Radical Dreamers which is only available in Japan. So that makes me super excited. Um, but also maybe a little bit exciting. And I'm optim- I'm cautiously, cautiously optimistic about is Ubisoft working on some really big stuff, mainly a new Prince of Persia, maybe, and some more Assassin's Creed reveals. Yeah. <clears throat> possibly which is kind of funny because they still are working on that remake of sands of time that got delayed indefinitely yeah so we don't know when that's coming out if at all and now we're hearing rumors of a new prince of persia oh my gosh it's so- they never even like finished the new like like the other new prince of persia that came out in the xbox 360 the, the really colorful one the it was just called one. prince of persia yeah. the cell one. that one never got a sequel which is super weird there was a um, leak last year of a Prince of Persia game that they were working on, but it got canceled. It was they were working on it after the the cell shaded one, and that one was a far more darker, grittier cell Prince of Persia. I'm mean, kind of like in Warrior Within vein, and it had mm-hmm. like this open world, and it, it was like literally like, oh, okay, this whole this is Prince of Persia with Assassin's Creed influences. Were you almost gonna say it in Dutch? Yeah, I was gonna say gewoon. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect, man. That's perfect. That's perfect. But I was like, oh, okay, this is funny. But uh, yeah, um, I don't know. This this Ubisoft Forward or whatever it's going to be called that's coming out soon. Apparently, it's going to contain a sequel to Immortals: Phoenix Rising, which of course was a good game. Still haven't played it. Mm And um, they're going to announce that Ubisoft that Assassin's Creed spinoff that's supposed to be 
in Baghdad, but that game's supposedly going to come out next year. And then after that, they'll probably do Assassin's Creed Infinity. Um, they're, of course, going to show the X Defiant game that I honestly don't know if anybody's waiting for. That free nope. to play game for the Division, uh, the uh, Heartland. Oh, Division Heartland. Yeah, that one sounds interesting. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it, it sounded like a bit of uh, inspired by Escape from Tarkov, which is pretty unique and cool. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, the funny thing is, is that starting the PS4 generation, Ubisoft was actually pretty, like, you knew every year what was, what was going to come out from them. But it feels like these last two years, they kind of kept missing it and 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 missing the the moment. And I think they're... internally they're still struggling with yeah. all, everything that's going on. Yeah, there. and like so now it's like a big question mark. I had the same thing last year. Like, what's Yubi gonna bring out? And the only Yubi game I enjoyed last year was Far Cry Six, whereas normally I do enjoy Ubisoft games and then they were going to do some more division two content in, and it was going to be revealed in February. Now it has been delayed indefinitely for the, it's going to happen this year, but they don't know when. And, um, mm. you know, you, you basically don't know what's going to come out from Ubisoft. And that's kind of strange. They said that the star Wars game is at least going to be 2025, 2026. Um, the avatar game might make an appearance at this event. Um, so it's like so it's it's so confusing because you're not used to UV being like this. Mm, that's true, isn't it? Uh, I don't know. I think they need to clean house before they can actually move forward properly. I think that's kind of what's. I think the internal stuff has been kind of messing up their time schedules um, and also just their production in general. I think that their sole focus has been open world lifers games and i feel like people are kind of having this open world fatigue. fatigue at least from ubisoft because the games rarely do something new it's usually it, it's getting to the point where it just feels like a reskin because it's like a lot of ubisoft other game elements put into one game maybe they come up with one or two new things and then when they announce another new game they just put pull the uh, cover uh, push it over and then add another uh, mm. two things and then yeah, eventually you're like, yeah, but it's still an open world with a tower climbing mechanic to reveal the map. And there are microtransactions in it for outfits. And, uh, you know, it's like, do better. Just do better, man. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I guess we'll see. We'll see. We'll yeah. see. Um, I think. Was there anything else that you wanted to talk there about? There are two more things. And. Ooh. The first one okay. is a service that got announced yesterday that I don't think a lot of people are happy with. It is called GTA Plus. And it is a subscription-based service, monthly subscription-based service, for $5.99 every month that will give you extra perks and benefits for GTA Online. Oh my god, they're pulling in Fallout 76, aren't they? Uh, I don't know, but uh, people are not really happy with it. Um, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> the rule- that, no, seriously, that is literally what Fallout 76 did. They, out, they introduced a subscription service monthly, and people already did not like Fallout 76. Yeah. Why on earth would you introduce a subscription service to a game that people don't even like? Yeah, but this is even is- worse, because... 
GTA Online has been around since when? GTA 2000, PS3. I want to say 14, something like 15? Something like that, I think. And now you're bringing a yeah. uh, subscription service. Yeah, but the, the thing is, the reason they're probably doing it is because GTA Online keeps on bringing in money. So they're like, oh, it's not like the cert- that the the player base is dwindling. It's it no, the player base money. keeps giving them money. Yeah, yeah, of course. So it will be monthly rotating benefits, and you need to claim them from different vendors. If you don't, you just lose them. Um, the f- oh, they're even gonna make you work for it! Wow. Yeah. So some of the things is you'll get a uh, a cash bonus of five hundred thousand delivered to your bank account um the principal divas eight so is something i have no idea what it is i don't play gt online uh the auto shop located in la mesa introduces an assortment of gameplay updates from los santos tuners current auto shop owners can relocate to la mesa at no additional cost um you'll get bonus rp on races uh extra money um some cars i think or some weapons or outfits Yacht owners can upgrade to the Aquarius Super Yacht at no additional cost. Um, I have zero excitement for this. It just sounds. Like I have a- negative a hundred excitement for this, oh, yeah. <laughs> and I didn't even play the game. Yeah, um, that. And my second thing is that Gran Turismo Seven had a patch this week. Which caused mm, um, all right. Yeah, it, it caused an outage that lasted thirty hours. A lot of people were upset because Gran Turismo has this mechanic. It's basically like an online DRM. You have to have an online connection to be able to play even the single player of the game. That is so the people were already pissed. And then uh, the outage lasted thirty hours because they brought out a patch and the patch broke the game. So they had to develop a new patch and redeploy that patch to fix the bad patch. But after the patch was rolled out and everything was working, people noticed that the races started to pay less money compared to how it was before the patch. So it made it even more of a grind. Gran Turismo has, of course, been getting a lot of flack for it suddenly activating microtransactions because in the review after period, the reviews went out, yeah, in the review and reviewers were pissed because they're like, "Yo, if we knew about this microtransactions, you would not be getting the score that you got." Exactly. So now, Kazunaru Yamuchi has made an apology on the PlayStation blog and has said that everybody will get 1 million free credits uh, because of the downtime, which is nice, and that they will uh, bring out a series of patches that will change the in-game economy um, that will either revert the credit payout to what it originally was or will balance it out more. Um, and then mm-hmm. they're also working on other new features, such as the ability to sell cars. Um, and they will add more races that will have higher payout of credits to offset the in-game economy. Plus, there was a limit on how much in-game currency you could have. So if you grinded the in-game currency, you could have like 20 million. But if you bought the in-game currency, apparently you could... There was no limit there on no it. Limit. So now they've increased the internal cap from 20 million to 100 million. Um, and yeah, that's basically it. The, the weird thing for me about this is that Gran Turismo has never been like this. So it feels like this whole, this beloved franchise that's finally 
going back to its roots and making a lot of people happy with it. And then they dropped the ball by adding this whole microtransaction part to it that actually ruins the experience for people. Um, I, I cannot imagine that when Sony wanted to do more live service games, they immediately went to the, the crook option. They, they, they <laughs> turned the dial to... You're surprised crook, by that? Yeah, to crook. Yeah, because, I mean, let's be honest. Sony has always been like for the players, you know, and this does not feel like for the players. This feels like for the shareholders. And it hurts to say yeah, that this a Sony is, fan. Yeah, I mean, this is like, how do I say this properly? Um, this, I mean, this is basically what happens when companies get way too complacent. And Sony got really complacent because they won the last uh, console war um, with Microsoft. And that's funny because like 10 years ago, they were like almost 10 years ago, they were like, oh, this is how you share a game on PlayStation 4. Give a disc and you can play it offline. Our games will never require online to play single player. I guess they forgot about that. Yeah. I mean, I cannot. I don't understand why Gran Turismo needs an online connection to play. I mean, it, it's a for single game. player. Yeah. yeah, it's a single player race game. You know. Yeah, and I, I don't know either. And the weird thing it's, is, is also stupid. if you buy the PS4 version, there's no free upgrade to the PS5 version. You need they pay ten, 10 bucks to upgrade it. Yeah, they said that they was gonna do that after Horizon. Yeah, but apparently like Horizon not. was gonna be the last game that was gonna be, have a free upgrade. Yeah. Which is stupid because even Elden Ring has a free upgrade to PlayStation Five. So that's my point. Ah well. Yeah, I think with that we um, covered it all. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for bringing up those last two articles. I almost forgot about the GTA, the 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 Gran Turismo thing. Yeah, uh, okay. Even though I really wanted to talk about that. <laughs> oh boy, Sony, 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 Sony. You have to really be careful. <laughs> yeah. All right, with that, we'll be right back with what we've been playing. So stick around and we'll be right back. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the second segment, which is, of course, what we've been playing. Um, I know that you haven't been feeling well, Sean Templer, but what? have if you have been playing anything lately uh yeah so i thought that i was was gonna play a lot since i'm a second home but i didn't really was i wasn't really in the mood for it so i played a little bit of cyberpunk on the playstation 5 um it's going slowly because you know ain't be in the mood for it uh um, yeah but yeah i mean it's fun it's uh it's gonna take a while for me to finish it I think maybe one of the reasons why I'm also a little bit slow with it is because I finished Horizon Forbidden West, which was this massive open world game. And I don't know if playing another massive open world game is very... It's right up your alley. Yeah. yeah. So what I played instead was uh, Guardians of the Galaxy because it's available on Game Pass. So I played it on PC mm-hmm. uh, with my Xbox controller. Um, it's a really fun game. I didn't expect it. It's actually... I, I, yeah, when I was playing, I was like, whoa, this is nothing like Avengers. This is actually fun to play. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the, the weird thing is, is I cannot, I'm not an Xbox uh, controller type kind of guy. I have to look at the mm-hmm. controls every time. There's a button prompt on the screen. 
So I'm like, you know what? Maybe I'll just buy it on the PlayStation because it's on sale, even though the the version I'm playing is the best version because it has it's running on 4K high 60 FPS. It just feels weird to play it on my PC. It's also not comfy because you know I don't have a really comfy chair. I'd rather just be a couch potato and play it on my PlayStation. So I'm considering buying it on the on the PlayStation. It's like 30 bucks right now, and I'm like, that's nice. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's a fun game. I played like maybe an hour and a half of it. Um, mm. It's it's cool that there's a lot of banter between the characters and the combat. So far, it's pretty fun. Um, your your teammates have abilities they can use, but also help you up with puzzles in the environment. So like, there's these parts where there's a gap between two platforms, and you can't jump it because the the gap is too big. Then you can ask Groot to make like this tree bridge out of his arms or when there's like uh, tight spaces you can ask rocket to go in and to solve a puzzle there and then you can progress into the next area uh, the voice acting is pretty cool uh, everybody knows that the music is top is spot on so that's good um, it looks really pretty it's just really colorful um, and uh so I haven't played a lot. Oh, there goes my camera again. Ah, camera. I haven't played a lot of it. So, but like the story so far is pretty interesting. Um, I, from a lot of people I spoke to that played the game, they were like, "Yeah, this is a pretty surprise hit." It's everybody was thinking it's going to be like Avengers, and um, it turned out to be something completely different. Because I like the games Idols Montreal makes. Like they used to make the Deus Ex games. So when they announced Guardians of the Galaxy, I was like, oh, you're going to ruin your reputation by making this game. But um, it even won some awards, you know. So it's definitely a game that a lot of people recommended me. I was like, it's going to go for it. So I'm thinking about buying it on the on the PlayStation. I might do it today. I don't know. And uh, yeah, there's a, lo- there's a lot of other games in, on sale in the PlayStation Store as well. Like Hades is on sale. Uh, Death's Door is on sale, which I heard is a great one. I'm a bit in doubt if I should buy it on the Switch or on the PlayStation. Um, I don't think it could go wrong in either way. But um, I think Death's Door is a way more pick-up-and-play kind of game. So it's like easier to pick up and play. So I don't know. I think it fits better on Switch. But... You can't go with wrong in either yeah, sense. I heard, yeah, I heard it's a really cool game, so I'm thinking about that one. But um, yeah, I still want to play Final Fantasy VII Remake. I have the PS5 version because it was like eventually they offered like a free upgrade uh, last year, so I got it. Yeah, um, all of a sudden they're like, yeah. oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So the PlayStation Plus version will we, we will allow you to play the PlayStation 5 version. Yeah, like, which was weird, but they died. Why were you being such jerks about it to begin with? Yeah. Um, <sighs> whatever but at least they did it yeah i haven't playing i haven't been playing a lot mostly because i feel like i need to detox still because of horizon and i'm just catching up on a lot of tv shows plus i got COVID. also detox from Nerona. <laughs> yeah so like i'm in this really weird situation where like normally i'm I, i'm i don't have enough time to do stuff now i have all the time in the world but i just don't feel like doing stuff so it's like a really weird luxury position to be in <laughs> I bet a lot of people that are listening to this are like, oh, I wish I was in your uh, position now with a lot of time on my hands. Um, But yeah, one funny thing that I did notice is that, and I didn't mention it in the previous segment, is that overnight, literally, 
graphic card prices have started to drop considerably. Like almost to the point where they got to pre-shortage. So like a, really? Yeah, so like an RDX 3080 by because the the tough one made by Asus is one of the most popular ones. And you can mm-hmm. get the overclocked version now for eleven hundred and nineteen euros, which is a normal, pretty normal price because as far as I remember, that card was mm. around eleven, twelve hundred euros when it was initially announced. Um, and like even the the ROG version is like twelve hundred euros, whereas a couple of months ago these cards were sixteen, eighteen, twenty five hundred euros. Um, mm. So I don't know where this is suddenly coming from. I checked the Nvidia website; their supply is still sold out for the Founders Edition. But if you want a 3080, you can just order one and you can you could still order one and get one the next day, like weeks and months ago. But it was for this ridiculous pricing. But prices are suddenly going down. Um, and everybody's expecting NVIDIA to announce new cards within the next couple of months. Um, and they, there are also rumors that they're going to keep the 30 series next to the 40 series so people could choose. Um but I was like, whoa, maybe it's finally time to upgrade my PC with the new graphics card. <laughs> That's actually a good one. Dang. Yeah. But the weird thing is it's just it happened overnight from one day to the uh, to the next. Hmm. Yeah, you know what? My friend told me about it. He's you know. Uh my best friend told me about huh. it. It's like, yeah, graphics cards are like suspicious like Apparently, the prices were starting to get lower, and they're like, he's like, the graphics card are looking like suspiciously like affordable now. Maybe yeah. I should upgrade. Yeah. But if you're saying like it went down even more, that's super weird. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, that's good. It's great. Yeah. But how long is that going to last? I don't know. But that's like, the weird part. I would say just because it's global, it's not a Dutch thing. It is global because it started mm. in. When I read the article, it was it started in Australia where the prices started to go down, and then the article mm. said like you'll start to notice this through the rest of the world in the coming days. And then I instantly checked the prices here, like, oh, thirty eighty is eleven hundred euros, and that is, I mean, like the regular thirty eighty, the Founders Edition is seven hundred and sixty euros, so you're paying mm-hmm. a little bit more for the board partners, but that's normal because it's the board partners you know it has three fans it has rgb it has a beefier cooler you know it it has double bios or whatever i don't know but we're like whoa because yeah uh, a friend of mine our our friend the rocket scientist he had bought Mm -hmm. a 3080 but he hadn't gotten it so like you could pre-order one and he did it last year and the pre and he pre-ordered it for more than what the card is going at right now. So Ooh. that's how far much the prices have come down. Dang, that kind of sucks. Yeah, but like, <laughs> he can get his money back if he wants, or he can pay more to upgrade to uh, another version. I told him, like, no, just get your money back and buy it from a different shop because you can get the same card yeah. for cheaper. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to do that probably. Yeah, that's probably the best way to go. Yeah. Cool. Huh. Good on you. Yeah. But that's basically what I've been doing. What have you been doing? Well, um, I think I talked about it in the last episode, but I had my eight-hour, scratch that, nine-hour streaming extravaganza to uh, to celebrate uh, getting 200-plus followers on Twitch. 
played a lot of games, played some Mario Kart, played um, some Astroneer, uh, which was really fun, um, played some Dark Souls, um, more on that in a bit, um, and then did a little bit of uh, karaoke. <laughs> that was fun. Which was, which was really fun to do. Um, it was even uh, fun to watch. <laughs> funny. Um, but it was a really fun time. Um, fun was had by all. Um, I thank everyone that was there. Um, but like I said, I started playing Dark Souls on the stream, and I really got into playing Dark Souls again. So I've been playing that on stream for the past two uh, for the past two streams that I did, and I also play it offline, of course. I suck at the game, but I'm learning. I'm getting better. I'm doing more parrying um, and less backstabbing. Um, recently on the stream, I defeated this like stupid mini boss that just kept get, getting at me. And then the, at, like I was about to end the stream. I was like, and right at that point, I got in the zone and I was like, <laughs> I was I was getting my hits in. I was dodging almost perfectly. I might get hit once and then it's like, oh yeah, okay. You know, like calm down and like take it easy and then like heal, take a swig of my Estus flask, go back in again, get a few hits in, and I whittled his health down and then I killed him. I was so happy. Ah oh, my god, it was so it was, was so much fun to share that online on the stream. And uh I've been playing that a lot. Um uh, you're gonna hate me. But I also been playing some Fortnite. Mostly because Fortnite, uh, yeah, that's why I wanted yeah. to check it out. Yeah, but then again, I barely built built anyways the recently, so yeah, it's like for me good, the only it levels the playing yeah. field because you know the, the reason why I it never does. played Fortnite or stopped playing it is because by the time I built a square box, people had built whole castles, so you're like didn't feel fair, but yeah. At least I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe on the Switch the players the player base is a bit different. But on Switch, not a lot of people were building anyways. And if they did, they built crappy stuff that you could take down relatively easily if you know what you were doing. Um, but they added a few mechanics that are interesting. They added climbing. Oh, like you okay. could like if you jumped and if it was not too high, yeah, you can climb on top. Which is basically what circumvents you building because normally you would build so that you can get on top of yeah. like a roof or something. Now you don't now you don't have that ability. So instead they gave you the ability to climb. They gave you a run but they you can run now. You but running is limited. Yes, but now it's limited. Oh. And it's faster. Oh. Okay. And like in um uh Apex Legends, you can crouch into a slide oh that's nice so you can slide around on your knees and uh depending on like if you're on a slope you can slide even further and blah 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 and you have like like i said you have a stamina bar now for your running because running is faster and you can jump further and higher while running mm, okay so you can do like a running jump okay and they also yeah. added like an over shield or something like that on top of the normal yes shield? yeah <laughs> They basically added the 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 the, the halo shield. Mm. So when you're jumping out of the bus, um, the shield starts recharging. So you have like a fifty shield that recharges over time. Mm -hmm. So even if you lose it, it recharges over time as long as you're not getting hit. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and of course, that's on top of the hundred shield that you can put on top of, you know, when you drink your shield potions and stuff like that. Okay. Um, it's interesting. I apparently it's a temporary thing. It's I think by the time you're listening to this, that should not be the case anymore. But I don't know. Um, I don't pay attention to Fortnite news. News. That's the I saw it and I was like, okay, I have to kind of check this out and see. Yeah, how it is. I still haven't gotten a victory royale since I've gotten really, really close. Like the last time I played, I got second place, and the only reason I got second place is because this bastard was like sniping me from over a ridge, and I could see him, and I could snipe him, but every shot I took missed, and I'm uh. not sure why. Maybe my aim was too low, but he was so far that I couldn't really like aim properly. So. I don't know. Maybe it was me. But okay. yeah, that's basically what I've been playing. Nice. Oh. Nice and yeah. concise. Yeah. <laughs> nice and concise. And uh, on that note, I'll lead us out and uh, I can go back to if you being would, uh, bored and not knowing what to play. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so thank you, everybody, as always, for tuning in to uh, another episode of Game Rivals. Um, you can find us on your favorite podcasting platforms. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, Stitcher. Google Play, you name it, we're probably there. Um, you can find us on YouTube as well. The video version always goes up the same time the audio version goes up. Um, you'll find the link for the YouTube version in the description of this episode for the audio version because there's a part more game rivals out there on YouTube. Um, you can find us on Twitter at game underscore rivals underscore. Um, you can find us on... Um, whoa. I'm having a brain fart. Uh, you can reach us through email, uh, gamerivalsfeedback at gmail.com. Um, yeah. We're on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash Maximilian underscore X and slash Sean Templar. Um, we're on Instagram at gamerivals at Maximilian underscore X. Same goes for TikTok. Um, I feel like I'm forgetting one, but I think I've got them all. Mm. I have this every time, and I do it. Yeah, every game time. rivals on Instagram, game yeah. rivals on TikTok. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. On that note, I have been and always will be Sean Templar, and I have been and always will be Maximilian X. And we'll see you in Fortnite. <laughs> <Late>. <laughs> <laughs>